Hello, hello, Seeker. Welcome back to the Awakening Her podcast and welcome back to Manifestation School. This is day three, our final day of Manifestation School, and it is amazing. Today, I'm talking all about manifestation secrets for old souls. So if you think you might be an old soul or you just are super curious and you had to find out, you are, but also this episode is for you. The reason I say that you are is because all my clients are. The clients in my community and my one-on-ones, they are all older souls because you wouldn't be drawn here if you weren't, right? So I'm gonna launch all of all into that in the podcast episode and in day three to have you identify more deeply if you are in fact an old soul, but I just love that you've made your way here because There was a lot of manifestation things going wrong for me. I felt like I never really totally could manifest. And I also felt like I had to work really hard in life. Whereas other people are like, I'm a millionaire and then pop, ooh, an extra thousand dollars. And I'm like, what? I can't even manifest a cup of coffee. And what I'm going to share today is huge as to what unlocked that next level to allow me to manifest the success that I was going for, the income, the dream home that I'm somehow living in and many other things that I've been able to manifest into my life. So I cannot wait to break this open for you today. I know you're going to get a lot of value. And before we launch in, I just want to take a moment to share from my heart. My love, if you've made it here, if you've made it to Manifestation School, if you listen to the podcast, if things that I talk about light you up from the inside, it means that it is your time. It is your time to rise into who you're meant to be. There's no mistake that you came here in this time. There's no mistake that you've been going through an awakening. None of it is a mistake. It's calling you forward. It's calling you to rise. And the only thing that holds you back is you. Same thing with me. It's the fear. It's the uncertainty. It's the unknown. It's the, but what do I do? But how do I get there? Those are the things that hold you back. And aside from those things, you know, your soul is calling you for growth. You know, you're being called to step into your greatness. You have a deep longing to help the people around you, to make a difference in the world, in your community. Maybe you want to be on stages speaking your message, or maybe you want to just deeply impact your family, your community, your friends. Either way, my love, it is your time. Let's do this thing. I want to invite you to step into the awakening space and more specifically, I want you to check out the accelerator, which is a VIP level inside the awakening space. The link is in the show notes. Check it out. The accelerator. What this is, is giving us the opportunity to connect once a month. I want to get to know you more. I want to feel into your energy, talk to your guides and really know and help you to step into your power. The thing is, is I believe in this stuff so much. I believe in you so much because you are an unlimited being of light. You are here for big things. You do have medicine that we need. We need your light. We need your heart. You've been through a lot and it's time to take everything you've been through and really learn from it and really extract what you're here to be. Uncover your purpose. Step into your manifestation magic. It is time. So in this accelerator option, we get to connect once a month. And when we do, oh, 
It's a mix of spiritual insight and guidance, intuitive nudges and notions that you need to know, the things that you need to hear, the guidance that you need, the steps you need. I combine that with very practical actions to do, things to do to move you forward in your life. You see, I come at this from the practical angle and the spiritual intuitive angle. And that is why my clients say that they always feel like I'm in their thoughts, like I'm in their mind, like I'm telling them exactly what they needed to hear. And it's because my love, I am, this is kind of my purpose. So this is about you rising. This is about connecting, joining forces, linking arms so that you can step into your power. Go check it out, the accelerator option in the awakening space. You get access to all the tools and rituals and manifesting circles and everything that the awakening space has to offer. And in addition to that, you get one-on-one support and you get me all month checking in with you sending you voice memos because we all know that's how I operate best. Often if, you, if you've ever written me a message, I generally give you back a voice memo because that's just what resonates with me. So I'll be connecting with you through messenger, Voxer, email, whatever serves you best all month, checking in with the checklist, getting those nudges from your guides, knowing what you need to move you into the next level. And I, the last thing I'm going to share before this, before we launch into this episode, because we all want to get to the episode and it's going to be so incredible in these sessions, I will get you manifesting quickly, right off the bat. We're going to launch into your manifesting power. And on that first call, I'm going to get you manifesting something because my love, I believe in you. I know that the universe is unlimited and does not hold judgment. You are not excluded from the miracles that you hear everybody else talking about. It's just that you haven't seen your power yet. So allow your guides into your life. Allow me into your life. If I resonate with you, because this is the thing is not everybody's a match for me, but if you're sitting here tingling, that means we get to, we need to get to know each other. We need to share our medicine and I would love to help you in this phase of your journey. So check it out. The awakening space accelerator option, and let's do this. Our calls once a month, my obsessive checking in, in between (laughs) helping you be on track, receiving those nudges for you and seriously moving you forward in your life quickly. You are worth it. This is your time. This is your sign. The time is now. Okay. (laughs) I could go off for another half an hour about how passionate I am about helping you, but you know, if it's right for you. And I trust that you're going to check the link and reach out to me. Any questions you have, reach out to me or just be the go-getter, go check it out and do it right now. Select option three, the accelerator, and let's get to work. Okay. My love, without further ado, let's launch into manifestation school day three. Hello everybody. Welcome. Okay. So first and foremost, let's just like launch in. Um, if you're new around here, if we've never connected before, my name is Talia, Talia joy, and I'm a manifestation mentor and intuitive development mentor. So I truly believe that the way to create our absolute best life, or what I like to say, the life that we're meant for is by doing three things using our intuition. So developing and uncovering our intuition. Hello, Marcy, uncovering our soul's purpose 
and what I call manifestation mastery. So intuitive development, it's so important to be listening to your intuition. Those are the calling cards. That is the, um, the, the breadcrumbs from source leading you where to go. Uncovering your soul's purpose is that deeper level of why am I here and how can I serve and what am I meant to be doing? And, and am I, am I in my purpose and I, am I in alignment with why I'm here? Right. When we don't feel purpose. Hello, Talia. Is it Talia or Talia? Oh my goodness. Hello. I'm all flustered. I've never met another one. Welcome. Welcome, my love. Um, so yeah, soul's purpose is all about, you know, uncovering why we're here, what, what, what we're meant to be doing. And then manifestation mastery. Hello, Avery. Manifestation mastery is really understanding how to manifest, which is what we're doing right here, right? So my name is Talia. I am here to help you to uncover these things, to develop your intuition, to really understand the law of attraction and what manifestation is, and also to step into your soul's purpose, to really step into the reason why you're here. Yes. So that is me. I am Talia. I am from the West coast of Canada. I live on an Island called Vancouver Island. I am a mama of three. All the children have got, um, my oldest is almost 11. My middle kid is almost eight and I had a baby about a year and a half ago. So he's trucking along. He's, uh, getting to be almost two actually in August. So I am a full-time mom, full-time entrepreneur, wife to my soulmate. And I haven't always been this way, meaning able to come up here and teach you about manifestation and teach you how to live a good life and teach you how to transform anything that you want and to manifest the life that you're meant for. I wasn't always that way, right? Through bullying and never feeling good enough. And, you know, me and my mom had some friction, had some issues, created self-worth issues and all these different things within myself. And then being brutally bullied to the point of leaving school and having the police involved, um, that led me to never feel good enough. I never, to me, it was my body. It was, I mean, it was my worth, but it got manifested as that. I always thought, if my body would change, I'd be worthy. If I was skinny, I'd be happy. And that really led to more and more feelings of never being good enough, which eventually led to not only addiction, but an eating disorder that took over about 10 years of my life. I was absolutely lost in the pursuit of trying to feel okay, trying to feel enough, always ch chasing the next diet, the next pills, the next whatever I could do to lose weight because I really felt like once I lost weight, I'd be confident and I'd be fine. The weight was seriously the problem. And when I was in eating disorder counseling, my counselor actually had a book and it was called food is not the problem. She had written this book and she gave me a copy. I didn't read it because at the point I was just in that mind and, and I wasn't open and available to that help. But I remember looking at the book and going, what do you mean food isn't the problem? Of course food is the problem. Or like, yeah, food's not the problem. My body is. Like, I just didn't get it. And it took a lot, a lot of years of realizing that if my body changes, it doesn't make me automatically feel good about myself. And I shared a story in day one about a, a time when I'd lost a little bit of weight in the eating disorder. I felt great. My pants felt loose. And then within about 10 minutes, I saw myself in the mirror and I spiraled into not enoughness. And that was a moment 
moment where I kind of realized like, well, wait a minute. I thought losing weight was going to make me happy. But at that point I was already lost. I was already in, you know, alcohol and drugs to not feel my pain and feel my feelings. Um, so really I've been a hot mess, a hot bag of issues for most of my life, all stemming from never feeling good enough. I always felt like I didn't fit in. And for those of you tuning in that think you're an old soul, which is probably everybody, I'm sure that you can relate to not fitting in. And that is actually one of the traits of being an old soul is literally feeling sometimes like you don't belong here. Whether it's you don't belong here on earth or you don't seem to fit in with the people around you. Maybe you don't feel like you fit in with your family. Hello, Nick. Nice to see you, my love. You know, if you feel like you don't fit in, Welcome to the club. We're all a bunch of weirdos here, so I can relate. And if you feel like you're an old soul, you are first and foremost. If you made it here, you are. And by this point in our soul journey, it's very common to feel like we don't fit in. Because a lot of us are not consumed with the same things that other people are consumed with. Maybe we have this feeling of like, you know, material things. They don't really matter the way that people do or when everyone's fighting and everyone just wants to be right. And we can kind of see through it. We see that money doesn't create all the solutions. And we see that the power struggles and the ego struggles going on among a million other things, but we truly get on a deeper level. That a lot of this, this human stuff, right? This human, these human struggles, this human journey is quite hard on us. So we're going to break that paradigm because it doesn't have to be hard on you. You just need to learn and remember on a deeper level how to navigate this life. And as we build that confidence and we gain these tools and we learn all the stuff we're going to talk about today, it's going to help you so much because you're not wrong and different. I mean, you're different, but you're not wrong. You're not bad. It's not that you should fit in. You're here for a different reason than a lot of people. You're here to make a big difference in the world, whether it's the world world or your world. You're here for substance. You're here for connection. You're here for transformation, which is we're going to dive deep into that. So if you feel like you don't belong, welcome home. Me too. Me too. There's so many times when I look around and I'm like, I have no interest in small talk or gossiping or talking about the world events from this crazy, fearful place. I just have no interest. And sometimes I feel like I don't fit in among a million other reasons why I feel like I don't fit in. Weirdo club. <laughs> yeah. Equals old soul. Totally. So this is what we're going to talk about today is the way that manifestation is different for us. And I think that was also part of why I felt so outcast for most of my life is I was highly sensitive, an empath, very intuitive. I didn't realize it. It was like my gifts were not empowered. So sensitivity when it's not empowered is oversensitive, caring what everybody thinks, feeling like you don't belong, feeling everything from everyone all the time. And it's overwhelming and it's too much, right? The suffering in the world is too much. Animals being in pain is too much. People's anger, confrontation, the pressures, it's too much. But that's just because we haven't yet been empowered. We haven't yet figured out how to work the world and to master this human experience in our skin from our perspective. 
So now it's the time to not worry about trying to be like other people. And with manifestation, I know I'm going to share with you today some things that are going to clip, clip, (laughs) going to click on a deep level. And you're going to go, okay, that's why sometimes this hasn't been working. So welcome to day three, manifestation for old souls. So today we're going to get into some secrets, some things that I truly wish I would have understood and I would have gotten, is that a word gotten on a deeper level? So these are things that have made a huge difference in my life. And as I said, clicked on a deep soul level. And this is part of the reason I'm just going to share quickly a part of the reason why I created the awakening space, which is my membership platform. I know you've heard me talk about it endless times by now, but I'm so passionate about it. Because this is where we take what we've learned and we bring it into our everyday life. We practice it. We integrate it. We create rituals and, you know, actual acts where we physically implement the things we've been learning. Because sometimes as an old soul and as an intuitive, a sensitive person, you hear things and it makes sense. But then it's like, but what do I do with this? How do I actually apply this to my life? So I've created the awakening space for that reason to apply these things, but also what I'm going to talk about today, every single point, I'm going to share with you how to actually apply it and how this makes a difference in manifestation. So old souls, let me know if this resonates with you. Okay. Old souls. Hi, Greg. Oh, hello. Old souls are deep thinkers, self-aware sometimes cripplingly self-aware. That was one thing that I actually used to feel like I was a victim to. And let me know if this resonates with you. I was always like so self-aware that I felt crappy, but I was aware of like who I was being and my body language and how I wasn't being any fun. And I was aware of my mood, but I couldn't get out of my mood. And I was aware that I was being like a dark cloud that was self-destructing, but I couldn't do anything about it. Like sometimes being self-aware can feel a little bit torturous, but I wouldn't change it for anything in the world because now I'm in my power. So now that self-awareness serves me huge, right? And this, the awareness in general. So old cells were souls were self-aware often, like you'd say you're a deep thinker and often do feel like an outcast. Like I mentioned, Oh, Nick, you are seen my love. So feeling like an outcast, feeling like it's hard to relate to the people around you. That's a big one for old souls because sometimes you feel like you don't have a lot in common with people. And even sometimes you might feel like the things that they think are meaningful are meaningless, like not to be mean and not to say like what you think is, is meaningless. It's not like that. But as I mentioned a few minutes ago, when people are gossiping, that's a huge one. When people, hopefully I don't, you know, offend anyone here, but if, if, when people are just bitching, (laughs) I'm trying to find a nice word to say it complaining when all they want to talk about is politics and fear and what's wrong and cutting people down and trying to feel worthy or like trying to feel enough by cutting other people down like that type of stuff. Sometimes I just feel like I don't belong here. This is not what I'm about. I'm not interested in cutting people down behind their back, right? Or even material gain or focusing all on the material stuff and what's in it for me. It's like some people like that, not to say we don't all do that sometimes, but that stuff turns me off. 
sometimes I feel like it's hard to make friends because I really, really, really honor who I let in my circle. And it's truly a situation of less is better than more, right? Or what is it? Quality over quantity. So let me know if you can relate to these. Sometimes feeling like outcast, sometimes feeling like you don't belong, right? So an old soul is here all about expansive consciousness, whether you call it that or not. Yeah, Marcy, I agree. Whether you, whether you call it that or not, it's about continuing to grow, continuing to do better self-awareness, as I mentioned, right? It can be like the gift and the curse. Um, but it's about growth. It's about expansion. So for example, old souls are the people who, I mean, I'm going to get to this, that not every old soul like, um, alchemizes their pain. Not every old soul ends up healing and going on to do great things, but that's what we're called to do. So it's up to us whether we do this or not, whether we actually do it, but we're more called toward deeper consciousness. We're more called toward healing. So often we have been through a lot of traumatic stuff, and this is going to come up in some of the secrets that I'm going to talk about traumatic stuff that we have overcome or we are learning to overcome. And in that we find a power like nothing else we've ever found. We find a power and by power, I mean like sitting in the seat of who we are, that type of power beyond what money or status or achievement could bring us. So yeah, we may want to achieve and have big goals and that's fine too. But you also know as an old soul that that's not the whole reason that you're here, right? So you're, you're genuinely being called to be healing and, and whether or not you're spiritual, whether or not you're a mentor or a coach, it has nothing to do with if you're an old soul, there's old souls that are doctors, construction workers, teachers, stay at home moms or dads. Like it's not about what you do for a job at all, but it is about continuously expanding and wanting to get better and really trying to outgrow where you have been seeing what causes you to be stuck and moving through it. Right. Again, we're not always actually moving through it, but we want to, we know that there's a better life on the other side. Whereas people that are younger souls, you could say like, doesn't everyone want to overcome their stuff? No. Older or younger souls are more, they either are despondent in the way that like their traumas don't really like, like they may be through bullying, but they didn't establish like this deep, like sense of like lack of self-worth the way that I did when I was bullied. They may not be as deeply affected by it. Another thing is that younger souls are at different points in the journey before they're sort of an old soul. Um, they stay being angry, being mad. It's this person's fault, right? If I just get more money or more power, I will be enough. So they stay in that their whole lives, not so much about the deep healing and the shadow work and the inner child and the, you know, the deep, the deep stuff. So old souls are definitely here for the deep stuff, right? And we're often called to escape the confines of what life has tried to put on us or has put on us. So that looks like not being able to do the nine to five because you hate it, right? Or not being able to hang around with people that don't resonate with you. It gets to a point where you're like, I can't do it anymore. Or not going against your morals, right? Maybe it's stealing or lying or cheating or something. You're like, I can't, I just can't. Younger souls don't have as much of a problem with that because they're not as much 
um, they're not here for the bigger expansion into like global consciousness and your own source, you know, consciousness, divine, unconditional love. That's not what they're here for. It's more about what can I get? What can I achieve? Right. And as I say this, I don't want you to, or I don't want it to come across like I'm judging because we've all been there. (laughs) We've all been younger souls. We've all been teenager souls, right? So we can't hate who we've been. It's like being an alcoholic and healing and then just hating on alcoholics. That's not right either. So I just want to make sure that that's clear. I don't like when I hear people go like, oh, he's such a young soul. He doesn't get it. Like it's this hierarchy. I want to say, if you're saying that you may not be an old soul (laughs) because when you're truly in your power, you recognize that we're all on a journey. And that's part of the old soulness too. old soulness is recognizing we truly are one. You may not know that or be focused on that yet, but as you learn that, it deeply resonates. When you hear it, you go, yeah, I want to get back to oneness. I get it. Whereas someone else, to be honest, a younger soul or somewhere when they're doing other things on their journey, they just wouldn't even come across that information. The law of attraction would just attract more of what they are. They wouldn't come across books like The Power of Now. They wouldn't be in this type of container right now watching this or listening to this because it's just not what they're here for. So if that, if those resonate with you, chances are (laughs) you're an old soul, right? And there's more traits and there's more things I could say, but that really, if you feel like it's like, yeah, you're, you're speaking my language. This is what I feel. Then you're definitely an old soul. And I'm going to say, actually, I'll say first that old souls, things that they crave When your soul is great, like when I say like your soul is craving, if you can resonate with that, your soul craves freedom, expression, connection, creativity, and helping others. So there's probably more things, but those are the biggest things when I was creating this material and really opening up to allow my guides and the universe to help with this because I can't describe old souls as well as they can. So as I was in that moment, I was hearing craving freedom, expression, creativity, connection, helping others. That's what old souls are about. And so whether or not like, Like in my life, I haven't felt free. I haven't been self-expressed. I shut down creative gifts. I was scared of helping others because I didn't think I was enough. So it doesn't mean that we've always been good at these things, but deep, deep down, as you step into your freedom and you step into your power, if I say, is your soul craving expression, community or connection, creativity? Do you just want to dance and sing and be free in your soul? Do you feel it? That freedom, helping others. Yes, that's a sign that you are an old soul. Just describe your life. So just a quick explanation when I'm talking about old souls, I get this information from a few places. One first and foremost is intuitive guidance, especially as I was writing this, as I was knowing that I needed to talk about this, it's intuitive guidance. It's my own connection with source, being able to talk and ask questions and spirit guides. Also the sessions I do with you guys, with, with my clients, with myself, the deep healing work I've done to be in places of receiving pure gold information. Also somebody that I really love his 
worked with old souls is Ainsley McLeod. And I've learned a lot. He has a book called The Instruction that I devoured a couple times. Also a book called The Old Souls Guidebook. I think it's just called The Old Souls Handbook or Guidebook. Incredible work. He talks about the soul levels. And so if you're interested in reading more, Ainsley McLeod is his name. He's so amazing. You can find podcasts he's been on and things like that. He's got such a great vibe and he's just incredible. So I get a lot of my information from a few different sources. Ainsley McLeod, my own intuitive guidance, asking my guides, being aware and um, observant of the energy that I get and what feels right to me. So anything that I teach about, this is how it occurs to me. If it doesn't resonate with you, it's totally fine to just pick what does resonate and see what you can get here for yourself today, because there's something big here for you. So old souls, the way that I see it is that As our soul progresses, we go through hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of lifetimes. And for some of us, it's on earth. For some of us, we've lived on other planets or in different solar systems or galaxies. Um, That just depends on you and where you originated. Um, But your soul comes here much like a human comes here to experience life, to, um, to embody into the physical. We'll just talk about the souls that choose to come to earth because that's what we are right here. We choose to come to earth because earth is a beautiful, magical place to be. Up in the cosmos, everything is timeless. Everything is instant. We don't get to feel because feeling is very human. We don't experience emotion the same. We just are love all the time, which is amazing. But we choose to come here and Abraham describes it like a playground. We choose to come here to play, to actually like get a body and be like, whoa, and literally experience pleasure, the feeling of the sun on our face, sex, food, laughter, forgiveness, healing, giving, generosity, connection. That's why our soul comes here. And our soul, the best way I can describe it, how it occurs to me is that we're kind of reaching for enlightenment. We go through this journey, even though it's not linear, but the best way I can describe it is we go through this journey. And after we've lived all of our human journeys, we get to ascend on, we get to be spirit guides. We get to be angels and ascended masters. So once we're done being human coming and having all these lives, um, we get to move on to something higher. So as we start to, just like as a human, we start off as a, as a baby and as a child and then a teenager and a 20 something where you think you're an adult, but you're still very much a teenager. (laughs) The other day I have a family member whose kid just turned 18 and she like thinks she's an adult. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm just struggling right now to feel like an adult at 30, whatever I am. Um, 30. Seven, I think. Um, so, you know, it's the same thing. We progress, we learn, we grow, we change, we become more wise, we heal, we whatever, right? Whatever it's same as being a human. It's the same type of journey, but on a bigger scale. So we come in and when we're like baby souls, we're literally learning to walk. So people that are, and again, Ainsley McLeod really spells this out. So amazing. Like characteristics of level one souls, level two souls, that type of thing. Um, which is so interesting. But at the beginning, when we're in those beginning years, we're literally doing what kids do. We're like throwing tantrums. We're like learning to walk, falling down, making mistakes, hurting ourselves. So people that get caught up in 
a lot of like mess and a lot of chaos and maybe like they don't have intimate relationships and they're kind of feel like they're fumbling, but through their entire life, a lot of times they're literally figuring out how to be a human, how to be here on earth, which can start to give you compassion. I even plan on saying this, but I think it's important that when there are people that are caught up in things, it's like, just remember that not everyone is where you are. Not everybody has access to even the knowledge that we can overcome, that we can do this and that, right? So newer souls are much more about learning to walk and falling down. So sometimes they create create chaos everywhere they go, or they have like 10 marriages because they can't hold on to a relationship or whatever. This isn't anything wrong with them. It's actually part of their journey. They're starting at the very beginning, right? And they'll learn that like doing this and this doesn't work out very well. And you know, but just like a kid, if my kid falls down or my kid, even if they stole something from their sister or from someone, I would be like, you know, we have to talk about that. Stealing's not cool, but I also understand, right? Like if my husband was stealing from someone, that to me would be much more concerning than a child because they're just learning. I personally remember stealing from the corner store. I don't know if I should be telling you this, but here goes, right? Authenticity. I was a child. I was probably about six and I lived in the country and I stole from the country store. And first of all, I think like no one's going to notice, right? I'm like pocketing five cent candies, but she noticed the, the, the store owner called my mom. It was this big to do. I learned stealing doesn't work out very well. My mom will get mad at me, but I had to do that, right? Have you ever hit someone or been late or fired or whatever, right? Like we all make mistakes to learn that doesn't feel good. I don't want to do that again. So on a soul level, there are some people that you may feel it's easy to judge, especially as an older soul kind of going like, don't you get it? But they don't get it. They might keep making mistakes and keep burning bridges and literally like falling down. Well, maybe not literally, but falling down in whatever they do because they're learning. So as we progress through our soul age in the middle, we're kind of like teenagers. We're 20 somethings where we're very self-absorbed. So there's people that are not interested in spirituality everything is about them and their life. And that is, again, you can be that your entire life. And that's when they're kind of like teenage ish soul. Right. And that is, again, when someone's not into spirituality or you're trying to tell them about source and law of attraction and spirits, and they're just like, it just is not what they're interested in. That's because their soul isn't there yet. It's like too much, right? If we were trying to tell everything to a child, although children probably understand a huge amount, but if we're trying to tell everything to a child about the meaning of life and generosity and the power of the now to like a four-year-old, they may kind of just be like blink, blink. And if you're like, why aren't you interested? Why don't you get this? It's like, cause I just want some Cheerios and a cartoon. Like I don't, you know, you guys are, you're so intense over there. So if you ever feel like, like that, where you're the intense one trying to like share, why don't you get it? It's usually because somebody is a younger soul than you. So as we progress through, this is, you know, the, the progression, we become more and more interested in those things like old people are interested in, right? Connection. Like it's all about family also chilling, like enjoying life and having that bigger sense of appreciation. We're more people that could sit and stare at clouds all day or nature, you know, and just feel so content. Maybe it's dancing and singing at the top of your lungs because like kids, right? You just want to play and be fun. So. That's a bit about an old soul and about our soul's journey. 
And as we become an old soul, we need to learn some big things because we're ascending into big things. So most old souls have been through a lot of crap in the earlier portion of their life because the, the, the best case scenario is that they overcome those earlier in life and can step into their power. It's kind of like we have stuff to do. We have big stuff to do. So we're going to send you a lot of turmoil and a lot of hurt and pain, which by the way, you agreed to at some point, I'm not saying you chose trauma or abuse. This isn't anything about that. There was no conscious choice. It's not your fault. There's nothing you did to create it. But your soul on a bigger level knew, okay, if we're going to do big things, we need to learn big things. And we can't learn big things until we go through big things. So that is um, a typical thing for an old soul is whether it's abuse externally or it's internal um, problems and struggles, they um, go through a lot of crap, right? Because they're meant to heal, we are meant to heal and overcome and hopefully help others. If we not necessarily do it right, but if we really show up to the task, we get to also help others, the people around us. Maybe you become a mentor, a counselor, a teacher, or you're that person people go to. You're always wanting to help people. That's because that's what you're meant to do at this point in your life. So that's a good thing. So let's get to the secrets. Okay. Which will give you a lot more about all of this. So secret number one is something I say, focus on the space. So deep down old souls find comfort in silence and in this now moment. So whether or not you know this or have practiced it or are in the power, it's kind of irrelevant. Just see if this makes sense to you on a deep level. So you have the wisdom to know that the healthiest, happiest, most powerful place to be is in the center of yourself is in silence or quiet or meditation or just with source, right? Which is probably why you're drawn to nature, why you know silence is important for you, why maybe you need time outs when things get intense or you get overwhelmed, right? So silence is a huge part because silence is literally space that we create. And when we don't have space in our life, we don't have room for source. The space is where source comes in. So as you become an older soul, you get that I need to create space. We need to slow down because I need to allow source in. Just like I was saying with a child, if I was trying to say that to a seven-year-old or a 16-year-old or a 22-year-old, a lot of them won't get it. Some will, but a lot of them won't understand because they'll be like, what do you mean source? What do you mean space? I just got to do stuff. I just got to be better. I just got to fit in. Right. And we're now going like, no, create space, be with yourself. So that being said, most old souls struggle to be in the moment and to create a meditation practice or to create mindfulness rituals or to just be in stillness because we're more prone to anxiety and overwhelm and depression and feeling alone. We are more prone to that because we are more self-aware and very aware that we don't fit in. So the kid that's like, la, 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 I just am who I am. Generally, they're not as prone to depression because they're kind of unaware that they should be something else. Whereas we are so aware. So it's very easy in life 
because of our anxieties, because of our traumas, it's very easy in life to feel like we should fit in, right? So often we have been busy and doing and trying to like fill the void somewhere else. So it's been tough to create space and create quiet. So what we, sorry, because we felt like outcasts our whole lives and because of that programming, it can be hard for us to get back into our wisdom and truth. But when we do, that is what I would call an awakening. That's what you're going through right now is you're coming back to your truth. You've been distracted. You've tried to fill the void. Maybe you've had anxiety, depression, addiction. You've tried to chase success and it's not working or you're called for more and you don't know, but you're recognizing that it's going to come back to you. It's going to come no matter what, even if someone said, here's the seven steps to success, you still need to do what's right for you. So old souls need to keep doing the work consistently, need to keep tuning into the present moment, tuning into those practices that resonate with you, right? So if you're prone to, or if you love like intuitive movement or nature or meditating or some sort of like sport or creativity that gets you in the zone, you're painting and you're just feeling connected. That's what you need to do more of when you're not creating space in whatever way that is, that is when you are going to be the most overwhelmed because you're, you're living a disconnect from what your soul is calling you to do. It's almost like if you had a vehicle, but you weren't treating it properly. So say you had a standard and you're trying to drive it like an automatic and you're not shifting gears and like it wouldn't work. Or if you had a huge Dodge Ram and you're trying to make like a, a tiny, you know, pin hair turn or whatever. And it's like, that's just not meant for it. You're meant for a 17 point turn in that thing. It's like, you got to drive the vehicle you're given the vehicle that you're in and you are in an old soul. So you need to create silence and space for yourself to come forward for source to come forward because your power is going to come from that connection to source because you're so close to ascending on to something big that you, well, you're already something big, but you know what I mean? Ascending on to a new level. So your soul is like calling for that source connection, which is why you've been brought this way. Even if you don't feel like you believe in a God or a way or a whatever, you're starting to be connected to more than ever the flow, right? The Tao, the life, nature, whatever it is for you. So it's really important. So the first secret is you have to focus on the space between things. And let me, let me see if that resonates with some of you. The space between things, instead of shoving one thing after another, instead of looking for everyone else's steps on how to do it and going and going and going, it's time to stop and go within, create some practices, create a, a practice of being quiet every day of maybe breath work or meditation or chanting or yoga or whatever suits you. And that's a huge reason why I created the awakening space. And actually it was called the awakening space before I realized that we're awakening the space within you. And like, when I realized that it had already been created, it was already going. And I was like, we need to awaken the space. So it's not about my membership. It's about you literally creating the space in your life to connect with source, to communicate, to tap into your soul. An old soul with no space is overwhelmed, anxious, unclear, and is not living in her power or his power. So really what you need to do is this, I think this is going to land as well. Focus on pulling your joy and bliss 
from the present moment and not from your external circumstances. The more you focus on your worthiness being dependent on what you have or don't have, the more your soul's going like, ah, can't compute. That's not what we're here about, dude. We're here about something much bigger, which comes into the next secret. So you need to pull your joy and bliss from getting in silence, taking a moment to pause, tuning into the okayness, the wholeness that runs through you instead of pulling your worth and pulling your success from external things. So I like to say for this one that I create peace and power in this moment. And that is a powerful practice for an old soul. So focus on the space, focus on bringing space into your life, quiet into your life. Know that that's where your soul is speaking to you and is trying to speak to you. I love it, Marcy. The second secret is connection is key. So the paradox of the old soul is that we feel alone. So we tend to push people away because we feel misunderstood. And then we left, we are left feeling alone and to feel alone and unheard and unseen is one of the worst things for the old soul. And so the paradox here is yes, you felt like you don't fit in. Yes. You felt alone, but the more that you focus on that and, and avoid connection, everything else is going to be harder. So this does, I know it sounds like, how does that come into manifestation? And it's in a magical way. So undoing the experience of being alone can be a hard one for people because maybe that's all you've ever known. But I encourage you to keep trying to find connection because you know, what is one something, uh, something that happens to old souls that don't eventually learn to create connection is they're usually the ones that end up dying alone. And I don't even mean alone, like, um, like actually physically alone, but it's very easy for us to get lost in addictions, depression, even suicide and things like that, because we have felt so alone and we don't get out of that programming. So undoing the experience of being alone, is so powerful for you. And my mantra, like my, my entire life has been, I'm alone in this. And I still work with that. I still work with subconscious reprogramming. I notice that when anything goes wrong, I'm all of a sudden like, fuck everyone. I'm out of here. I'm alone in this. I don't need anyone. Everyone go away. Like even when it's the people who are the most loving people trying to just love me, I tend to default back into like, I'm alone in this. And sometimes I get all stressed out. My husband will even be like, I can help you with that. Like money for this, or, you know, I got to do this and this and this, and I have to pick up this and I got to do this. And he's like, I can do some of that. And I'm like, oh yeah. Like, and that's nothing about him because he's the most loving, supportive husband ever, but it's because I'm programmed to feel alone. So connection is the thing that undoes that. And you don't have to go hugging everybody. You don't have to go have a million best friends, but you need to connect with people. You need to have some people in your life that you feel and practice truly connecting with, feeling vulnerable, being connected, right? That is so important for the old soul because you have felt alone your whole life. So 
connection is also a big part of your path. And that's probably why people come to you when they are needing something, right? And even if you can't always help yourself, you probably can usually help other people because you're also here to connect with others because others need your light, right? So connection is a key part of your experience as an old soul. And the more you push people away, which is something I'm super good at, the more you push people away, the more nothing will work. Manifestation even feels hard because source is bringing you, hear me with this, source is bringing you almost all of your manifestations through your connections because it's calling you to connect. So by being in connection with people, creating connections, even like I say, even if it's just a small handful or a couple people, that is how your manifestations, most of them will come to you is through genuine connection with others. So you'll gain friends that offer beautiful insight. You'll attract people that want to help you. You'll create a connection with say, the cashier at the grocery store. And one day you go in and they say, Hey, I was thinking of you. Like we are having this draw for this trip to Hawaii. Like you should enter. And you're like, Oh, cool. And you enter and you win or, you know, whatever. It's because you made that connection with that person. So even if we can't always know source is working through the people in your life to bring you what you want, right? mentors, people that recommend books, people that hook you up with a great deal, people that cover your lunch, people that think of you when this thing is going on or, Hey, this house came up for sale. And I thought of you guys, aren't you looking to buy a house? And you're like, yeah, we are. It's because you've made a connection with someone. So let this sink in because this rocked me when I really heard this and realized this, I was just trying to manifest things and kind of actually trying to keep people out of it. Like truly. At one point in my business, because it's hard for me to create connection and stuff, I felt like if I can just sell things passively, like you can just buy an online course of mine, that would just be great because then I don't actually have to talk to people. I know that sounds so funny, but that was in the beginning of my business because I was terrified that I wouldn't be able to help you, that I wasn't enough. So I did everything I could selling eBooks and online courses. It didn't work because source was calling me to connect with people. My gold happens when I connect with people and it's the same with you. So whether you're connecting with clients or family members or anything, connection is key. Your manifestations will come through your connections with people. If you have a business, your clients, your business, your income will come through the connections you make. If you don't have a business, everything you need comes to you through those connections, pretty much everything. There's always a chance that like a random thing shows up on your doorstep. But if you look at the things that have made a difference in your life, the things you've manifested already, didn't a lot of them come through random connections? Like for me, some of the most amazing clients have come from another coach that recommended my service or another client that loved my work and recommended me or whatever, right? Like the membership grows through the connection I've made with people or members telling their people about it. But either way, everything's about connection. So I'd love to hear if this resonates with you. It's easy to be a lone wolf. But when you let others in, even one person, even two people, when you let others in to your isolated world or your sometimes isolated world, 
This is where the payoff comes. It offers healing in you. You allow yourself to just be and be held and be heard. That connection is everything. So if you're feeling like it's hard for you to connect, or as I'm saying this, you're like, yeah, I don't connect with people. I never let people in. This is the time to start allowing people in. And if you don't know how, ask source, ask your guides and angels, guides and angels. Although it's scary, please show me how I can connect more deeply and more authentically with the people around me and then watch. I know it sounds crazy, but you will start manifesting more than you ever have because you're in alignment. You're really soaking up the juices and the experiences of this life. So secret number two is connection is key. You can't just manifest a bunch of stuff without connecting with humans. And I know, right? Sometimes you want to be like, what? Humans are the worst. (laughs) But that is how most of your manifestations, the job opportunities, the home, the soulmate, right? You got to get out there connecting with people. Even money is connection. People pay, whether you have an Etsy store, you sell art or whatever it is, they, they pay when they're connecting with you. I've even bought things off of people like a used couch because I love them. Like I love the way that they put their ad. And then when I connected and they're like, oh yeah, it was our family couch, but now we're getting it. I'm like, oh, cool. Like whatever it is, like connections are really where it's at. So I'm going to, I'm going to move on because I could talk about that forever. Don't stay isolated. It's holding your manifestations out of reach because you're not connecting with people. So secret number three Okay. This is going to be another big one for you. Your soul craves experience and transformation, not things. So this can be really annoying because it's like, but I want to manifest. I need money or I need a new TV or I need a new vehicle. And I don't think that being spiritual and being holy is like never asking for things. I believe you can be abundant and wealthy and have all the things that you desire and be incredibly spiritual. But Your soul craves connection, but also experience and transformation, not things. So let me just like walk you through this because this is so important. This secret, maybe even more than all of them is so, so important because you, your soul is craving transformation, not things. So if you're wanting to manifest, say more money, you want to manifest a bunch of money, It's so hard to say because it's even for me. And sometimes I feel like it's annoying, but the way that I'm going to manifest money is not through going like $10,000, $10,000 or writing some sort of thing over and over or praying just for more money. The money's going to come as I transform the part of me that doesn't feel worthy for money. The part of me that can stand in her worth. So I haven't learned to manifest success and clients and abundance in my business by learning how to manifest money. That's not how it's come. It's come through me stepping into my power. When I first started, I was like, is a hundred dollars too much for a session? Like that's weird. Okay. I'll make it like 50. And then I'd be in the $50 session feeling like, 
ah, I'm not really making any money. Like I was all off because I wasn't in my worth. So it reflected in my money. It reflected in the way people were willing or not willing to pay me. It reflected on if feeling like everybody came to me going, I can't afford you. Even if I had a $50 session or a $20 meditation, like nobody could afford it no matter what it was because I wasn't in my power. I was trying to manifest money. So even though it feels annoying, your soul is craving experience and transformation. So what I want to ask you or what I want to ask you to ask yourself, okay, this is big. Say you want to manifest healing in your body. It's just the example that came up. Ask yourself, who do I need to become to heal this pain? Or what do I need to transform on a personal level in order to heal this pain? Or say it is money. Who do I need to become? What do I need to heal in order to bring in overflowing abundance? Because for old souls, no amount of I'm abundant is going to work. It's just not going to work because your soul is craving transformation. So this is why I kind of, it like pains me to say it because I find myself going, ah, shit, I can't just manifest. You know, I had, okay. I had a credit card once uh, a bunch of years ago that was getting higher and higher in my time of not making as much money as I needed to live. And I remember thinking, I'm just going to not focus on it. That's like how ungrounded I was. I'm just going to not focus on it. I'm just going to pray that it's going to miraculously be taken care of. And I would hear of people like, oh my goodness, the credit card company called and, you know, paid off the last bit or whatever. And I just held on to that. I was like, I don't need to pay this or figure this out. It just, the universe has got it, right? I know it sounds funny and even just admitting this is vulnerable, but that's where I was at. But when I realized Who would I become to show up to my debt, to call the credit card company, to start paying it back, even though I felt like I didn't have enough? What would that call me to become? And as soon as I faced it, even with one phone call, I didn't even pay anything yet. I just owned it. I got a client, unexpected government check finding dimes. Like I know those are like big and little, but it's signs of abundance. And that was not happening while I was just sitting there going like, please source, just take care of the credit card. I was avoiding it though. I was bypassing it. I was deking out on what I was responsible for. So part of my soul was calling me to transform, to stand up, to own it, to clear it up, to do my part, not just rack up a credit card and leave it to source to deal with. That's not the way the universe works. So instead of praying for the money to, or instead of getting the money I needed to pay off the credit card, my, my soul was calling me to heal, to show up, to transform, to transform the energy of lack that had got me there in the first place, to transform my worthiness around receiving money. There was a whole slew of things, right? wasn't just calling the credit card company, but as soon as I called them, I'll never forget it. I got off the phone. I went to my husband. I was like, Oh, that was scary. Here we go. And then I was with the kids. I think there was just two of them at the time with the kids. And then the next time I chart, I checked my phone. I had someone that had made their first payment for me with a client. 
and it for a client. And I was like, wow, that's what'll bring you the money. That's what'll bring you the stuff is the, what, what is going on energetically that I need to heal? And you don't even need to completely heal it in order to receive. You just need to show up. You just need to like be going on the right path and the universe will support you the whole way. So that's something that is really important to know is that your soul is craving experience and transformation, not things. So when I'm focusing too much on manifesting physical things, there's a lot of resistance. I feel blocked. I feel unsure. I feel even energetically like I'm not behind it, right? Like I know my highest expression is abundant because I have huge, um, I have a calling to help a lot of people, to donate to charities, to really like do something good with lots of money. So I know that as my life goes on and as I grow, I'm just going to be more and more abundant to the point where I'm like, I am more abundant than I could ever imagine. But it's because of the healing that happens because of my worthiness, because of me wanting to pass money on and tip well and help others and surprise friends with vacations. That's why source will give me that money but it won't give me that money while I'm sitting around wishing for money. So I just want that to really land with whoever that's meant to land for today. And so what you need to do to continue manifesting is just to continue doing this deep work, just showing up for yourself, choosing to meditate, choosing to create some space, choosing to dive into inner child work. If that's what comes to you and feels important, don't avoid the work continue on the healing, whether it's counselors, mentors, books, whatever, continue on the healing and, and maybe look at the areas of your life where you're focusing just on the tangible thing. And instead ask, who do I need to become to welcome in overflowing abundance? For me, I see that version of myself and she's confident she's in her worth and she charges her worth, but she's also incredibly generous has healed generational wounds of poverty and lack and scarcity. That's who I need to become to be abundant. And good thing as old souls, we're kind of here for that stuff. So even if it's scary, continue on the work, continue getting support in whatever way resonates with you. Like I said, it counselors, coaches, books, whatever, just continue on the work and know that when you're needing to manifest something big, ask within. Say, what is stopping me? If you need money like tomorrow, cause your kid needs a dentist or you need to pay your mortgage or whatever. Okay. Source, what do I need to do? What are you calling me to do to manifest this money? Calling me to do or be, and you might hear surrender, let go, love yourself, take some time off. You're doing a good job. Sometimes it's transforming our confidence that brings us things in. So manifesting will be blocked when you're focused on the wrong things, which in this case is just the material things. We need to be focused on the transformation it takes to welcome in the material things through shadow work, self-parenting, journaling, meditation, gurus, retreats, your own healing, Reiki, whatever, whatever fits you. That's your, that's your choice. And all of it is right. So good job. (laughs) Okay. So secret number four. And this is a big one. And this is, this is one that I really know this is going to land with the right people is you need to be doing what you love. So this is in order to manifest everything. This is all of it. You need to be doing what you love, not just for a job, but in life. 
let me know, let me know if it resonates. There's nothing worse for you as an old soul than doing something you hate. Like when you really don't want to go out and your friends drag you out and you're sitting there like the whole time. Like I just wish I was home with a book. (laughs) Maybe that's me. (laughs) Or when you're in a job that not only doesn't resonate, but makes you feel icky. I had a, I had a client recently and she was telling me about when she worked for Walmart and this is no judgment. If anyone works for Walmart or goes to Walmart, this isn't a talk about Walmart, but she said every ounce of me revolted going into work. She said, I physically, I almost couldn't walk into work most days. And that was the time when she was making the least money. And she thought it was just because she worked for somewhere that was paying her little. And I'm like, it is, but it's so much bigger. So who do you need to become? Like, what do you, what do you want to do? And she's like, I want to work for somewhere that just, I don't even care. I just want it to have meaning. I want to be helping. I want to be contributing. Right. And we were like, I was like, okay, let's, let's look for that. And within the week between our calls, she randomly was going through, it was either the paper or maybe it was Craigslist or something. And she saw a job offering for a nanny and she'd never been a nanny before, but she also always loved children and had done a little bit, like done a lot of babysitting and had younger siblings and something in her was like, just apply. And so she had this gorgeous conversation with the woman who was looking for a nanny and admitted, I don't have experience, but I love, I'm artistic and I love children and I have younger siblings and I want to have children one day. And the woman on the spot was like, I don't know what it is, but I want to hire you. Like, let's do a trial. See if you meet the kids, see if you're a good match. And by the time we talk next time, she's like, Talia, I'm a nanny now. I got this job and I get to like help the kids and put them down for naps. And I'm, I feel like I'm practicing when I get to be a parent and I'm so excited and this is so amazing. And I make such a difference. She was glowing. By the way, the woman offering the nanny job paid her almost double what she was getting paid at Walmart. And this is the difference between doing something you love and doing something you really don't love. So let's take it away from the example of a job. When you just have to do things that you hate, and I'm not just talking about like, oh, I don't want to do my taxes. Like, okay, we all need to do taxes. But when you're doing a job, when you're doing an activity, when you're at a social gathering that you really don't want to be at, your soul is going like, you are better to be at home. Like you don't even, you shouldn't be here. I know any social gathering or party when I don't want to be there, I'm not adding to the mood. I really should be at home. People would probably have a better time if I was at home. So feeling like you can't handle, if you ever feel like you can't handle life and you're having a hard time and Feeling like social gatherings, activities, jobs are suffocating you. And this is a key thing. Feeling like everyone else can handle it better than you. Sometimes those are signs that you're not doing things you enjoy. And again, I know there's a time and a place to do your taxes or to clean the toilet, but I can find joy in cleaning my toilet because I want to keep my house clean. I don't want a nasty, fuzzy toilet. That's just something I don't want. So I can find the joy in it. So it's not saying I'm never going to do anything unless it's eating candy, you know, but it's those deep things of like, I don't want to hang out with those people anymore. I I just can't do another day in that job. Those are the things that your soul is calling you to get away from. So when you're feeling that, it means you're 
you're too much in the things that you don't truly enjoy and you're it's it's leaking a lot of power is what's happening so your manifestation is thrown off you could be wishing for a job wishing for a soulmate wishing for more money but if your days if the minutes in your days are spent doing things you hate you're not going to be able to manifest no matter how much you meditate or how many mantras you have because your soul is here for these things. Connection, alchemy, serving, transformation, creating space and silence. It's not here for small talk and shit you don't like and going to a job you hate. That's like against the grain of your soul. So an empowered life for an old soul is one of pleasure, one of enjoying life. And when you're not doing this, it feels uncomfortable. And there's a niggle inside that never totally goes away. That is saying you're not doing the right thing or you're not in the right place or there must be more to life. If you're feeling that, there's so much more to life. And that is your soul calling you to create some space, to get inside and see what feels good for you to surround yourself with jobs and people and activities that you enjoy. When you're enjoying life, you're in joy. You're in the joy of life, which is what you're here for. You're here for pleasure. You're here for experience. You're here to love life and get in it and be involved in it and be in the transformation and be in those deep conversations and watching people heal and your own healing and meaningful stuff. That's why you're here. So if you don't feel right or fully settled, my very first advice is to go do more things you enjoy. Like go by yourself to the lake and take a dip. That might just be what I do. Um, smell the roses, literally make yourself a beautiful meal. Surround yourself with people that fill up your soul, that are meaningful, that have create, that have the connection. So you need to be doing what you love in your day. Yes. There's always going to be moments of, I don't love doing this or I'm really tired. I don't want to cook dinner or whatever it is. But you get what I mean. Not filling your life with things you don't like. Stop saying yes when you want to say no to hanging out with certain people. Stop thinking that that job that sucks your soul is the only option. You know, the, the example of the story I just told about the client working at Walmart, she just thought that was her only option. And for her, it did not resonate, did not fit with her, but she wasn't a nanny, right? From the story I told, she wasn't already a nanny. She didn't know of that possibility. And then all of a sudden, like click, click, click. And I'd be interested to talk to her now because that was quite a while ago, like a year ago. But last time I talked to her, she was loving it. And she had two nannying clients. And it's like, oh, there came a new career because she just had to lean into what she actually loved. And by acknowledging what she didn't love. And it had to go. So doing what you love in a day, whether it's putting your toes in the sand, drinking a big glass of water, eating more plants, laughing with a friend, doing what you love brings you pleasure. Doing what you love brings you joy. And that's what makes you magnetic to the life that you want. Not only does it help to heal your old programming on a subconscious level, it allows you to receive more of what life has to offer. It just allows you to enjoy and to be 
the center of what you're creating. When you're in that, you're creating more of it. So I also want to say if there's things that you love doing that other people don't get or don't think is good, you're your own compass. So I don't know, for some reason it just came to me like, having a glass of wine, people get all caught up with like, maybe I shouldn't drink at all because everyone's spiritual is sober. But if having that glass of wine really genuinely brings you true pleasure, if you're looking within and you're going, I love that glass of wine, it's not a problem. It actually feels good. Or people that smoke a doobie at the end of the day or, you know, exercise and people go like, oh, running, it's going to be bad on your joints but you, it lights you up inside. F everybody else. Whatever feels truly good for you is the way that your soul is calling you. So don't worry about like, oh, maybe I should, maybe I should, you go within. Does running feel good on your body? Does having the glass of wine or smoking a joint at the end of the day, like, does that feel good for you? I go through this sometimes with coffee. I'll go like, maybe I should quit because, you know, again, everyone's spiritual quits coffee and the caffeine and the adrenaline or the adrenals. I know a lot about this. So I went inside lately and I actually heard, I was like, okay, what's my coffee strategy? And I heard, this is going to sound really funny to some people, is to stop after the third cup. (laughs) That's what I heard because I love my coffee. I love it. I drink it black and I love it. So I go like, should I quit? No. I mean, not at this moment, maybe later I will. And when I cleanse, I'll go off coffee, but I love it. I find deep joy in my morning coffee. But after the third one, then I start getting jittery. Then I start feeling weird. And then it all of a sudden goes into territory of not feeling good. So I know it's just a random weird example, but truly feeling, um, sorry, filling your life with joy, filling your life with things that feel good will magnetically attract the life that you want. So again, we're moving away from just trying to manifest money, just trying to manifest this, this thousand dollar month, you know, like so many people, if you're in business are about like the 10 K months and how many clients are you going to bring in this month? Cool. And it's good to have goals and I'm not against goals, but if I focus just on getting three clients this month, I feel icky. When I focus on being in my joy, in my bliss, in my purpose, recording podcast episodes that I speak from my heart and I offer things that make sense to me that I know are going to make a difference in people's lives, that's when I don't have to get clients. The right people come. And if I ever get worried, if they're going to run out or money, I just go back inside and go, what makes me feel good? I'm going to go to the lake. I'm going to really like open myself up, feel good and know that that's what attracts clients or it attracts the idea of where my business needs to go or the idea for my next program or my next offering. That's where I heard the nudge to do purely intuitive sessions. I'd never done pure intuitive sessions. And one day I was feeling good. I was in nature. I was hopping and skipping through the forest, literally like a child, like wee up here and down there and running and then walking and then petting leaves and hugging trees and all of a sudden I heard, I just heard go into a session, 100% pure intuition, no like conscious thought. And I was like, what? So I totally experimented on a friend and I was like, I need to just go into this session. Like, I don't want anyone to pay for it because I don't know how it's going to go. And it like blew her mind. And then I started doing it more in my already client sessions where I'd bring more and more intuition. Finally, I was brave enough to just go in and do pure intuitive 
And it was incredible. So instead of me going like, how am I going to make more money, make more money, make more money. My soul was calling me to transform into the intuitive channel that I am to step into my gifts, to be doing more of what I love instead of just praying for money. Does that make sense? I'd love to know if that resonates with you. So doing what you love will attract those desires into your life like a moth to a flame, minus the death. (laughs) That's the weirdest example, like a moth to a flame. Like, do you want to be that moth running into a flame? But you get what I mean. You become magnetic because you start enjoying life. You start leaning into what feels good. You become a magnet when you're in purpose, in joy, in love. That is when you'll make the money. I'm not telling you not to manifest money. I know I've already said it a few times, but sometimes we need to be clear, right? Because I can hear people going like, what? So I'm not supposed to manifest money? I need money though. Yes, but that's not the way in which it's going to come to you is some fancy new money manifesting mantra. The money manifesting mantras come to you when you're already feeling good, when you're already feeling magnetic. And that's when you can like step in and embody the mantra and it helps you bring it forward. But just sitting there asking for the material things, unfortunately doesn't work for old souls. And I knew this for a long time without knowing it. I've always told people that I've always felt that I've had to work harder for things than other people. And I slow that down because I want to know if that resonates. Do you feel like you've had to work harder for things? You know, like when I was losing weight or trying to lose weight, like even with an eating disorder, I had friends that are like, oh, I just cut out sugar and I lost five pounds. Whoops. Or like someone who's already thin being like, oh man, I was stressed. And like, look, I'm like, I lost weight from being stressed, you know? And I'm like, when I'm stressed, I eat. <laughs> so I, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, but it always felt like I had to work so hard for everything to manifest money, to lose weight, everything to get clients, success. I'd always hear people six months into business and they're millionaires, trillionaires. And I'm like, okay, that sounds like it's not my path. And it's because I've now learned that my soul was always craving the transformation over the things. So you will get the things and you will have them fast. You get to be abundant. You get to have all the bells and whistles. You get to have your Jeep or your Corvette or your huge TV or your pool or your laptop or what, like whatever else material things, what other, whatever other material things you're going for or need or want, you get to have them. But the angle at which we're going to go about that is who do I need to transform into in order to become that? What do I need to let go of? Where, what are the beliefs that are really keeping me from owning and embodying and being that abundant self who manifests these things? So getting help, getting support, getting, allowing in the space, Those are all going to do things that really make a huge difference. So let's just do a really quick recap and then I'm going to go because I'm hungry and it's time. Um, So our quick recap, secret number one is focus on the space. So you're being called to create more quiet stillness and um, source in your life. You're being called to create more source in your life. 
So because you felt alone and because usually we're either like go, go, goers, um, sometimes perfectionists, stuff like that. It's hard for us to slow down, but being an old soul, you have to make room for the space, which is source in your life. You have to bring in some kind of silence. I recommend you go into nature you embrace pure silence in the car, even meditation. You can do tracks and music and stuff, but every once in a while, do something silent. Just be with yourself. Be really aware of that. Keep doing the work to allow more source into your life. Source is trying to guide you. Old souls are here to help others, to work on behalf of source, to get love and transformation and more light into this world. So you better believe it's there waiting for you. So dive into the space, dive into the gap, into the silence and pull your bliss from the present moment instead of your external. Again, a lot of this is like getting away from the external and into the big stuff because overall your soul's calling you for big stuff, not just stuff stuff. So secret number two is connection is key your manifestations, your miracles, all of the experiences in your life that you're going to look back on one day. Maybe it's on your deathbed or when you're really super old, sitting around reflecting on your life. Even now, the things that have meant the most to you, the things that stick out in your mind, weren't they all things that had to do with other people for the most part, or in a moment of deep connection with yourself? The most amazing experiences you've had in your life were probably not just the loud party where everyone was drunk screaming over each other. It was the conversation you had with someone. It was maybe a musical act that moved you to tears. You were connecting so deeply with their music and, you know, the tones and the artist. Or it was that time you were really heard and held. So the way that these, these manifestations are going to come into your life, all the success, again, all the material things, they're still going to come into your life. They're just going to come through connection, not just through you doing it on your own. And again, like the credit card thing, I just want to actually, well, I mean, that doesn't, that's not actually not the best example for this, but I couldn't just get clients or just make money. If I tried all of my success comes through me connecting with you. And it's not just success out of some material gain. It's like truly being a teacher, being an author, being someone who like people come to retreats, be on stage. It's not because I'm this untouchable person. It's because I'm a very real person that is here connecting with you, sharing vulnerable moments, being here with you. My clients always say they feel so heard around me, but it didn't used to be that way. I was always like, in my head. And now I'm like here with you. That's how my message is going to get into your heart. Whether you buy something or not, it doesn't matter. It's about connection. I'm still connecting with you. I'm still offering something to you that you can walk away feeling better in your life. And that comes from connection. Do you think this would be the same with some like cold PDF guide? Like my PDF, my PDFs are amazing. Let's be honest, but <laughs> connection. Even when you're listening to the podcast and we're connecting in this moment, that's the way in which things happen. And anytime manifestations come through, extra money comes through, whatever, almost always it's some random connection that I made. So connection is really what moves your life forward 
and will have you manifest things. So really look at how you can connect to yourself, how, how you can let others into your life. I know it's easy to try to be a, an old soul. Um, I know it's easy to be a lone wolf, but you will experience much more magic learning how to connect with other people, learning how to be vulnerable, learning how to ask for help, learning how to be there for others. I know that you probably know how to be there for others, but connection is everything. Life is short and connection is everything. Secret number three is your soul craves experience and transformation, not things. So same thing, right? You may want to be a millionaire, but your soul is asking you to transform into a millionaire in here, and then you're going to get it. So you want close friends, you want to find the right coach, or you want to, um, you know, welcome in a higher level of success. It's not going to come from just praying for more success. It's going to come from transforming into the person that can be on stage that is worthy of their gifts. Finding love. The soulmate's not going to walk into your life until you transform into the person that can love at that level that can receive at that level, that can even believe that it's possible to be loved at that level. You don't have to be perfect, transformed, or completely healed to welcome in your stuff, never. But you do have to be willing, willing to do the work instead of just saying $5,000 or the perfect soulmate is coming. They're 5'9 and they have brown hair and they do this. It's not gonna come that way. But when you start doing, that's awesome. When you start doing the work to deeply transform yourself into someone who is deeply loved, able to give love, able to receive love, that's when the soulmate comes in because that's the host. That's the foundation. That's the substance in which a relationship is built on. The soulmate doesn't come in your life just because you were really good at praying. It's because you've done the inner work to heal yourself and to be on the healing journey. And then you can welcome in those people that are going to complement your healing journey. Because say it is a mate or say it's money. We don't just want the thing. Like I don't just want any boyfriend or husband. Like obviously I'm married, but if I wasn't, I don't want anyone. I want someone who's going to deeply love me. I want someone that's going to hold me and hear me and grow with me. But guess what? I can't have that unless I transform into someone that is willing to hold myself, to grow along with myself and receive that type of love. So it's the same with money. It's the same with the laptop, like whatever you want to manifest. Maybe the reason the laptop hasn't come into your life is not because you haven't said, I want a laptop enough. It's because you haven't transformed into someone who believes they could manifest a free laptop out of nowhere. It could be as simple as that. Your soul is craving transformation, upgrading, experience, not just stuff. And secret number four is you need to be doing what you love in any given day, focusing more and more on what I love. What would I love to do right now? Right before this, I was in a workshop for the membership about soul's purpose. And I had about, I don't remember, about 15 minutes. And in between... I was like, what do I need to do? First of all, I need to pee. <laughs> Second of all, I needed to go put my toes in my grass outside. I need to dig, be in the grass a little bit. I don't know, but I needed to be doing that because that's what I love. That's what felt really good between one call to the next to refresh my energy. 
So I know that's such a weird example, but bringing pleasure into your life, bringing things you love. Do you love baths? Do more baths. Do you love poetry? Write more poetry. Do you love helping out? Do you love singing? Sing at the top of your beautiful lungs, whether you're on note or on key or not. So do what you love for a job and also just in your life. And when you do that, you will magnetically attract to you what is meant for you, what your soul is calling for. And that's the thing is your soul isn't calling for more stuff. In fact, your soul is probably calling to purge your stuff. (laughs) Amen to that, right? Getting rid of more stuff. So you'll get the things you need. You'll get the things you want. You'll be wildly abundant. But in the meantime, you got to keep doing the work, showing up for yourself, focusing on the transformation, on the forgiveness, on surrender, on letting go. You don't have to do it all to manifest, but you have to be on that path or else your soul's going, this isn't what we signed up for. More things, five bedroom home, like that doesn't resonate with the soul. But who do I need to be to welcome in a gorgeous family home that my kids can grow up in and that I feel so happy and in alignment with? Okay, that's where we begin to manifest the home. Is that person who is worthy of the home, who knows that the home is coming, that's the person that manifests the home. So I'd love, I'd absolutely love to hear your takeaways. If you're watching the replay on Facebook, you can write in the comments. I will be checking in. If you're here live with me, let me know how that resonated with you. And if you're listening to the podcast, take a screenshot of the episode and post it on Instagram stories. I would love to see you listening. I will repost. I will reach out. We can connect. It's going to be so fun. I hope that this has served you, my love. Thank you for coming to three days of manifestation school for learning on a much deeper level, what manifestation is all about. And again, if you want extra support, I can't wait to help you in the awakening space and primarily the awakening space VIP levels where we get to connect one-on-one. If you're unsure, if you're wanting to connect, but you're like, oh, I can't afford it. Or I don't know. We have options where we can work together just once a month. If it resonates with you, that would be awesome. I'd love to connect with you. Okay, love you all. Have a fantastic day and we'll connect soon.